Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Wait, I want to do it We don't have again. like a, we don't have a common salutation. Um, oh, hi Yeah, that could be one. <laughs> that, that could be one. It could. Um, could. Maybe like a, right, you're you? saying How like you people today? have, well, people have sign-offs, but what is our sign-off? People on? have sign-offs. Some people have like super interesting intros too. I mean, everyone knows our intro. I don't know if we're getting rid of that. I don't think we are. Welcome back to Beyond Pixel. <laughs> My name is Will. My name is Catherine. And this is the podcast where we try to bridge the knowledge gap between those who buy creative content and those who make it. Today, we are having an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. Another one of these opinion pieces. Um, right, we were calling them just point of views. A point of views. It's our point of views on other points of views, maybe uh, something like that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right, we're meta reacting it is a reaction video mm-hmm. in a way of a, a reaction podcast is that mm-hmm. a thing i guess probably but I, yeah but it, you know it's a little bit different because we want to kind of open up the discussion to mm-hmm. what's happening in the industry i think that's more important yeah definitely i came across so are you ready sure bring it i noticed there's a little dude mm-hmm. inside of your <laughs> jacket what is that <laughs> It's my, it's my little, I got it for Valentine's Day. For from, those uh, who are just listening, Catherine has a tiny little crocheted, what do you call that? T- I believe it's called a Kodoma, Kodoma. which is uh, a character from Princess Mononoke, which is my favorite animated film of all time, for, any, for anyone who wanted to know or cared. <laughs> <laughs> Fun yes, fact. It was crocheted by the Crochet Wizard in Crochet Albuquerque. Wizard in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. go check him out. See, check like out. all of his stuff is really cool. He had like a giant yeah. coughing and like Pokemon and all this, all this other stuff. It was very cool. It was very a cool. nerd haven. I loved it. Okay, so are you ready for today's topic? I am. All right. So a little bit of backstory here. I am part of a. You could call it a circle, an in, internal circle of folks who are business owners who mm-hmm. talk to each other. It's an online community. And there was a recent discussion on one of the threads that I saw that really got me thinking about how we do our business and how other people do their business and maybe the reasons why people might not do business with us or might want to do business with us because we don't do this. I don't know. It's mm. it's kind of an interesting topic. And so I kind of wanted to bring it up. Okay. I'm going in with no content. Yeah. Okay. Going in blind. The original post. Yes. Always read it verbatim. Verbatim. It's titled The Pitching Debate. Okay. I'm curious if any of you have signed this petition, and there's a link to the petition, or have refused to sign it. The debate about pitching has been around forever, and there seems to be good reason for each side of the argument. Can there be a universal agreement on this topic? That was the post. And so I was intrigued by that post. I clicked on it. So the the website is called Mm nofreepitches.com. No free pitches. Yeah. And it's an open letter. And um, 
if you go there, you'll read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the sort of the bullet points. Does it say who the open letter is to? Or is it yes, just? Yes, it's to clients and professionals of the creative industry. Okay. Okay. At the very top. I, again, I don't want to read this entire thing. Sure. But really big, bold letters. It says, why not pitch for free? So here's the argument for not pitching for free. Mm-hmm. One, pitching is a symptom of a broken system. Two, pitching is extremely time and resource intensive. Mm-hmm. Three, pitching mandates unreasonable deadlines that impede meaningful work. Four, pitching strains team mental health and motivation. Mm. Five, pitching is political. Who you know is often as important as what <laughs> you present. Oh, okay. Six, Pitching puts your ideas at risk of being used, even if not selected. Mm-hmm. Seven, pitching excludes many who don't have the resources to participate. Mm-hmm. Eight, pitching creates an unfair playing field between big and small studios. Nine, pitching is not the only option when it comes to evaluating a creative partner. And 10, pitching without pay is an outdated practice that no longer belongs in our industry. Say it again from the back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a little bit more in there, but I will let uh, listeners Mm -hmm. and watchers, viewers, whoever, our audience, go check it out yourself. Um, It's just a call to petition. Yeah. The list is pretty compelling. So were there actual reasons why you wouldn't do that? There's no no for. There's no for argument which is a little bit one-sided. Yeah. So perhaps we can play the devil's advocate here and see if there's a if there's a reason to do it with <laughs> <laughs> I have to so, really think hard. But. Yeah, I I could probably play devil's advocate. I okay. I don't want to, but I could probably could. But I think Maybe give us like one reason you can think of or one reason why somebody might not Well, let's let's not go there yet. I think I think let's talk about what pitching is. And just just to get everyone on the same page about how we understand what pitching is, and maybe mm-hmm. it might be different in other industries. So I think I want to put that caveat in there. Different industries, if you're in, if you're selling animation, or if you're in, in entertainment, or if you're working with businesses or agencies, I think those all have a different system of pitching. There's always also baseball players. <laughs> so my <laughs> feeling of it is that every every industry has some form of pitching. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It could be manufacturing, and you could still have some sort of pitching system in Could place. be cricket. Yes. Could be cricket. You could, it could be cricket. It could be um, Sound. Football. Could be a sound, like changing Football. the pitch. Football or soccer. Mm-hmm. One of those. Oh, you're out on the pitch? Mm-hmm. Out on the pitch. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I derailed you. I'm sorry. I was on a roll with sports. (laughs) But yes, what is pitching? So pitching in our, in our, yeah, in our experience is basically you're trying to sell someone else on the other side of the table an idea. And usually someone has to buy into that idea. Let's take something that's not creative manufacturing. I mean, it's creative in some capacities, but say you're manufacturing something and someone is talking about pitching you a new way of processing a piece of thing in your product right like that's that's a pitch typically that falls into the sales category it's a sales pitch a creative pitch has a little bit more than just sales because it's creative ideas 
right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about how would you go about, how would you approach this particular outcome that we're trying to look for? So from a marketer's perspective, uh, almost always, you're sitting down and you're saying, we need to target XYZ people with this message. How would you approach that? And so you're going through each each vendor maybe that's on your list or any of the top three that you really love. And you're saying, let's get pitches from these three people and and fi- or three companies and figure out which one, which approach speaks to us the best. Right. Quick question. Is a pitch different than an RFP? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I think an RFP is the request for a pitch mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. RFP stands for request for proposal. A lot of companies do RFPs and they already, if you've gone through writing an RFP, typically in the early year, early on in the year, you're categorizing all the things that you already know you need in one document. And then you're putting that in front of studios and saying, give me a number, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit different than give me an approach. Yeah. Right. Almost always in an RFP, you have some sort of approach embedded into that RFP already. Mm -hmm. We want extra. It's about the cost though. And more, yeah. yeah. It's more timeline. Yeah. 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 So you've gone beyond the, the conversation of we need to do some sort of marketing. We need to do some sort of tackling of this issue with these people. And we're looking for an approach. We found an approach. We decided on the approach. And now we're going to go put that in a document and send it to some folks right, and have right. them respond to us. So, Yeah, that's fair. So that's what pitching is. <laughs> if you have comments, please let us know. Get, put it in the review. Like I, I kind of, this idea of pitching is kind of a big deal. I think, let me see, how many people have signed this? 5,252 signatures that's on this not- petition. Like it's not nothing. A small amount. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nothing. So clearly um, there's a strong desire, yeah. a strong need, a strong demand. And yeah, so that's that's really interesting. What's also interesting is that they give you the occupation and the company. So mm-hmm. you can sort by company, you can like you know, filter out. You can also sort by occupation. There's a lot of 3D artists, a lot of 3D designers, a lot of account directors, account mm. managers, agency founders, people that they call themselves agents for specific companies. We so, put an open pixel on that list because that sounds good. <laughs> well, so that's the question. Do we sign this petition or not? And how do we feel as maybe a company, but also how do we feel about the the pitch as a whole? Right. I guess the idea of doing a pitch in general to me feels a little bit more like a one-way street where you're bringing, you are bringing your ideas and your expertise to the table and you're saying, look, this is how we would approach it. Um, But it's for the, it's for the sake of like then picking and choosing who might be the right one as opposed to how I think we typically approach it, which is a little more like we want to start with open collaboration. We want to hear your ideas first and allow that to kind of organically flow to be like, oh, well, how would you approach this? And then say, okay, here's, we want to include your ideas into our ideas. Like if we're just coming at you with a pitch, not having established a relationship already and knowing what you like and what you don't like. And which I think is why this idea of pitching where you're usually the people who get picked are people who already have the established relationship with that client. Like it just, kind of leads to inaccessibility. So yeah, if, and it feels like they're like, oh, okay, that idea sounds great. Let's just go with that. Um, so it's, yeah, it just feels less 
collaborative from that standpoint. It feels more transactional, but that's my sort of outside observation of it. I'm curious how how you see it. Yeah, I think the reason people the reason people ask for a pitch in the first place, like let's break that down. Why are we even doing this? Well, one is because there's a lot of options for creative talent out in the world. There's mm-hmm. I mean not infinite, but close to, you know, at least 5,252 people have gone through pitches in some mm-hmm. capacity. You know, when you have that many, that volume of talent that potentially could do the work, it's hard to decipher whether or not any one person is going to be the right fit. And so it's a lot like an interview when you're going to through, through like hiring, a hiring cycle. So that's, I think, the reason why we have pitches in the first place. There are, I mean, I don't know how many, and this could be prevalent in the industry depending on where you work or you know what state you work in or whatever like that. There could be people who ask for pitches who just take ideas and, and don't award work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's part of what this petition is calling out is that some ideas get tossed in front of someone. Right, they go with that idea, but maybe with a different studio. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. like the relationship more. Yeah. And so, yeah. and you know, why, why wouldn't you do that? But right. the other idea is- How do you protect like, from that? How yeah. do you protect your ideas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creative ideas are easily tossed around. And I think that there's something about that. Like I've always thought like ideas are pretty cheap in terms of like coming up with them because I'm a creative person. So like I'm always coming up with creative ideas and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, the supply and demand well, in good my for mind- you, sir. <laughs> The supply and demand in my mind is like there's there's so much supply in here that like I can just give them out and I don't care take them like you're mm-hmm. not going to execute the way I can execute on an idea, and I think that's the real difference is like mm-hmm. the execution of an idea is more important to me. Now right. that that could not be the case for some folks. They might not feel that way. They might feel like if you took my idea and executed it just as well maybe slightly differently but you know now you've taken something from me that i that i put some effort into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. creative ideas come effortless to me so uh you know <laughs> oh, boy <laughs> and go pitch <laughs> no, that kidding. to somebody <laughs> i'm kidding but you know i i think there's there's something to be said about having ideas stolen for sure mm-hmm. and like creative ideas have been stolen and then whether or not executing them is the same well there's um, also because you still have to put in the work you know yeah they they mentioned in the in the article there too, or in the letter that like it's working off of a broken system. And mm-hmm. one of the times where I thought the system was broken was in when we had to go, we went to go pitch to a certain company and we had to pay for everybody's lunch that went to the meeting, mm-hmm. um, which felt weird. It felt like weird. I was like, so not only do we have to spend time and effort and like internal costs to make this pitch for you, but now we also have to pay like, it was something like a thousand dollars or something to like mm-hmm. go buy everybody lunch that's going to be in this meeting. No one told us who was going to be in, the, in this meeting. So we didn't know how to build a relationship in advance. Like it just felt like a lot was working against you from the start. So it kind of you kind of like go into those meetings with that. If you go into that meeting with that kind of mentality, it's like it's doomed from the start. So right. why bother? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think there's another thing too, that I see a lot of studios and a lot of agencies building up their rosters. 
And I think that a roster is great to have. We have a roster of folks, Mm -hmm. but like we don't ask any one of our people to pitch to us how they would approach this particular thing in this project. Like, I think, you know, having an internal filtering system for yourself Mm -hmm. as an agency, as a company, as a studio, whatever, is probably really important because then you're not putting the, the work on on another company like and i kind of get it like worker you're working for free right right right? like you're putting in and some of these pitches can get really elaborate really elaborate Mm -hmm. um you know some folks have gone and made entire sections of video like animated 3d rendered whole things Mm -hmm. they go out and pitch and then they say like look here this i've made this already and it's all in the hopes they think that you land the job or sell the thing and i think that that's the wrong way of doing it yeah Yeah. and then then of course it ties into this idea now of like the more that people start to use like ai in their pitching right to say like yeah i'm gonna make this concept to show what it could look like it's gonna be faster maybe than doing the full 3d render or something but um then you run into that issue of like, are you going to be able to execute on that? Yeah, that was our that was our last episode yeah, we talked yeah. about. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of all circles back. <laughs> I hate using business jargon, but sometimes right. that one creeps up. <laughs> I think there's an opportunity here to talk about how we do pitching internally as part of the project. I think that's important to like, how do we na- circumnavigate pitching? How do we? Because do I don't think we we've never really pitched. We've pitched once. The, the mm-hmm. one you mentioned, mm-hmm. maybe twice, but we were pitching ourselves as a studio, as a vendor, rather than we're pitching for this project. And I think that, that we, we've gotten projects, we just haven't pitched because we don't do it that way. And I think that's part of our sales cycle. So I don't know, do you want me to go into how we pitch differently? So here's my sales brain. I, I, I used to work in sales. I worked at AT&T a long time ago. They taught us to ask clarifying questions. Mm-hmm. And that was a really good way of figuring out, going down the line to what you're actually wanting. And typically when you work with us, you come to our doors through a phone call or an email and you're asking us for something specific. And and typically we don't answer right away because we want to know more and we want to ask those clarifying questions because everyone has an idea of what they want in their head and it's not usually what they need. What I do when I get a, a sales call is I'll ask a bunch of questions, which we've outlined in a separate document. And we take those questions and really they're about things that you might almost always would see in an RFP, but maybe going even a little deeper than that. And that initial call is really just to get us a sense of cost. We're trying to figure out what the thing's going to cost before we actually tell you what the ideas are. And I think separating those two things out, because usually when you're trying to pitch, you're trying to say, okay, well, what's the idea and what's the cost? And those two are two separate pieces of information. You can have a cost, which usually most people buy from, right? Some people come with the idea first. Okay, what's the idea? Okay, well, what's that idea going to cost? Okay, well, hmm, that might not be the right method. So let's talk about what you need and give you a cost. So I'm kind of circumventing the idea of presenting anything that's creative from your own project. We present creative that's from our past projects. We use past data, past projects, past things to 
show you what we've done in the past and prove, because really that's all you're trying to do, prove that we can do it. And then here's a cost based on our conversation. So we're kind of flipping the switch there. The pitching actually is part of a stage inside of our production process. So when we talk about concepts, that's the point at which we're actually pitching. When we talk about scripts, that's the point where we're actually pitching our creative ideas and our concept ideas, our visual ideas. Those two elements, script, concept, those are the things that form, at least in the animation industry, animation specifically, again, for marketing, communication, that kind of thing. That's the thing that's going to form your project. And that's why all of our projects look entirely different. Like every single project you see, there's no one cohesive, like stylistic thing. And usually I think studios try to go that way. Is like, we want to put our stamp on this, but our whole goal is let's make it the right thing for your audience, right? Let's make it the right look, feel, visual, whatever for your audience. And not every audience is the same. So that's how I've thought of pitching. Like every time we talk about let's write some creative ideas down in a script, we're pitching those ideas, right? And you've already paid for that because we know that we're going to work through that. And we're going to work through that together. It's not a one-way, here's my idea. And like, no, no idea is a one-way street. Like you have to work with collaboration. Like there's, there's no way, <laughs> right? If you don't put collaboration at the forefront of your creative ideas, then you're not then it's an ego game. It's like, my ideas are better than your ideas, right? Let me pitch you. Here's this idea. Is that better than that idea? I don't know, right? So that's how I feel about it. But I don't know. What do you think? I have no comment. No notes, I guess. <laughs> no notes. Okay. All of that is to say that we may sign this petition. <laughs> I think that's where we're going, yeah. <laughs> because I kind of agree. I don't think you should put in time for free. You just shouldn't. If you want to look at the petition, check it out. We're going to link to it in the show notes. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Happy post lovers day. <laughs> right. This is showing up, I think, a week after uh, big love day. Love big day? love. Big love is out there. Big love is out there. Big They're chocolate, actually, you know. Yo, definitely, John. Yeah. I, I know that on Valentine's Day this year, sales are expected to like grow by like 20, 25%. Crazy. Just, which is just crazy. buy it the it's day crazy. after, you know? Buy it the day after. Get the sale. Get yeah. those deals. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why I love you, honey. Oh. <laughs> we will see you in the next episode. Right. See ya. See ya. A big thank you as always to eMedia for producing this podcast. Our producer is Jackson Foote. Our music is created by Hidden and licensed through premiumbeat.com. And as always, stay honest, stay creative, stay open, open pixel studios. Thanks. We'll see you in the next episode.